0: This is the ben Tormers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Eric the Elder, in spite of what Josh's face is doing in my camera right now. And today's game will be pitting the bench warmer team of Dan and Mason versus bench warmer Josh and newcomer Matt Takimoto. All right, so welcome to the bench Matt. Why don't you take his minutes to let us know where you're from, what team's you root for, and anything else you'd like to share.
2: Yeah, um thanks y'all for having me on. Um born and raised in the Bay, currently living in the Bay, so I'm a uh Giants Warriors big time Giants and Warriors fan. Um a smaller time Niners and Sharks fan. Um, and then I also grew up rooting for Cal football. So I have learned um, that uh, nothing is real and nothing matters. Um, and then uh, I went to undergrad for or at the University of Oregon. So I also learned through Oregon sports that uh, your heart will be ripped out of your chest. So it's both of those things put together.
1: Yeah, well, you have a uh, a sympathetic soul in um, David Lux and a not so sympathetic soul in Marcus that are on the podcast. So <laughs> uh welcome and thank you for joining us we're we're happy to have you here for your first game josh who will be teaming with matt today how are you doing let, let us know what your team's gonna be excuse me i'm doing well um and
0: i just wanted to let everybody know and thank matt for being a patron for our patreon team he's one of our equipment managers so he carries our equipment let's <laughs> equipment. what were you gonna say um, josh <laughs> I, I, I decided to be a little less blue so let's uh let's just say equipment and uh yeah so thank you and thank you to all the other patrons who are listening but yeah no i'm doing well i'm missing the oscars at the moment but i'm recording it so i can go back and watch it later and with that our team name is topical to the oscars we are tonight going to be and the
1: award goes to all right, I will try to limit the use of ands before and and not make that confusing at all. But on the other side of the coin tonight, we have Mr. Dan and Mr. Mason. Gentlemen, tell us how you're doing and what your team name is going to be.
3: Um. Yeah, I'm doing all right. My wife and I are in the midst of house hunting, and we have found one that we're really interested in. We've gotten pre-approved and everything, so hopefully in the next couple of months we'll have everything settled at that point, I'll have a whole another place to record because I recorded in a lot of different locations. This will hopefully be a, a long term location for me to record. So that's fun.
4: The one that you did in the back of a van was really strange. But
1: <laughs> Which which one?
3: <laughs> I did one in a what looked like a gym. If you remember the one with the uh, I don't know if who was on that episode, but there's a like workout equipment in the background. It's in a hotel room in Los Angeles, like all sorts of random places. You just
1: my favorite was uh, Hurricane Bunker Mason. Yeah. <laughs> that episode was was a solid one.
3: What wasn't particularly fun on my end but you know, <laughs> you
1: know. oh, I've been a stay-at-home dad
4: um for the last uh, stay-at-home's not actually the right word I'm looking for. I've been a single dad for the last few day uh last few days. Stay at home long time ago. Not not anymore. But anyway, my wife is in uh sunny florida and waiting for her flight. It keeps getting delayed. So she's probably going to be getting home in the middle of this tonight, so I may have to jump up and say hi, at least when she gets back. Other than that, I've, I mean, my weekend's been fairly empty, devoid of, um of anything because when dad's home, we just kind of skate by. So Mason has a new quarterback and well, Mason does it. The saints do, but by proxy, Mason does too. And I'm a big fan of the Beatles. Um, And didn't, don't know if you knew that or not. And Mason's a big fan of anything sixties and seventies music. So I think we uh we had a we we struck a chord with our team name tonight. We are going to be maybe you can drive my
1: car car with two r's you know get it car it's a pirate version. <laughs> we'll get Mason's hot sports opinions on that before the end of the episode. oh
4: okay <laughs> how hot can they be? He's a drastic drastic improvement over anything they had.
3: That's not saying much though.
4: <laughs> it's also he's also the, the the best one in the conference now, best quarterback in the conference now. That's also not saying much.
0: Is there a question mark at the end of your team name? Yeah. Because we're, we're not sure.
3: I'm very unsure. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> all
1: right. Okay. Inflection will be accounted for appropriately. Well, let's kick it over to previous Dan for the rules. One take Dan. One take Dan.
4: I'm sick of you just questioning that. <laughs> for For all everybody knows, it's one take on everything I do. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway.
1: All right, today's first quarter will be Sporting Haikus.
4: Supporting haikus. For this quarter, there will be four questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 25 points.
0: Hold my breath. You, you, the last time, you did pretty well with them. <laughs> well, let's see how they go today.
1: Look, there's a little Josh on my shoulder every time I write these now, just shaking his head <laughs> at me. <laughs> Why do you have a little Josh? I don't know. He just shows up. I don't invite him, but he's very judgy. (laughs) Is he the only bench warmer you have? (laughs) Um, Yes. Yes. I think so. All right. Let's go to question number one. Youngest slalom champ, zero medals in Beijing, 87 World Cup wins.
0: We will check in.
1: All right. And the award goes to has checked in. So maybe you can drive my car. You guys can talk it up. This is uh, Michaela Shepherd.
3: Can you explain the World Cup
4: wins part? World Cup is a a skiing term as well. Why the question
3: mark?
1: Oh, sorry, because it's in the um it's because mark. the question okay. mark is okay. in the <laughs> <laughs> I was maybe you
3: can drive my car? Eighty seven World Cup wins? Like I don't <laughs> I know inflection's a big thing now, but um, okay. I honestly I wasn't, I didn't even realize it was a world cup for that. I was thinking it was a country just by the last clue. So yeah. I Which that wouldn't even make sense for the number, but okay.
4: If it's not Michaela Schiffer, I have no idea who it is. Right. So, yeah. Let's, that's, okay. Fine with it. We'll check that in.
1: All right. And the award
2: goes to. Uh, yeah, we had pretty much the same idea. I think, you know, her kind of disappointing Beijing Olympics was a, kind of a big story throughout so we also checked in with Michaela Schifrin
1: all right both teams will be receiving points correct answer was Michaela Schifrin indeed Michaela broke Lindsey Vaughn's record of yesterday I say yesterday or the day before uh, Lindsey Vaughn's record of 86 World Cup wins and is currently tied with Ingmar Stenmark for the most World Cup victories male or female and they have a quote from him where he was like she's a better skier than I ever was uh, so I thought that was kind of cool I was reading that yesterday All right, question number two. Undrafted in 10, rushing TD leader in 16, three Super Bowl rings. You'll notice I have removed the question mark from the remainder of these in order to avoid confusion.
0: (laughs) We're going to check in.
1: All right, and the award goes to has checked in, so maybe you can drive my car, question mark. You can talk it out.
3: So we both land on the same first thought with LeGarrette Blunt
4: 2016 that
3: that's He that's, would have been with the Patriots. Yeah, that's and that's plausible that he had the touchdown lead. Right. And he has three rings, two with the, the Patriots and one with the Eagles cuz I know that he switched yeah. that like next year after the Patriots and he went with the Eagles and beat them. I'm pretty sure. I I,
4: I think that's good enough to to check that in. And
3: is about the time he came in the league. I don't know if he was undrafted. I thought he was drafted, but maybe he wasn't. I mean, he had
4: character issues He had character issues going in. I don't know if uh, that had anything to do with it, but
3: right, right. Oh wait, Matt's Oregon, so that would make sense too. If we're gonna <laughs> play the that card too, but all
4: right, yeah, let's yeah. Let, let's do it. We'll we'll check
1: in with Legarrette Blunt. All right, and and the award goes to.
3: We had basically the
2: exact same line of thinking. I think our big question too was was he drafted? He definitely left oregon in 10 um i was actually at the uh the game in Boise. punched game oh, wow. punched Byron out. <laughs> wow. yeah uh that was a zoo uh and the only reason there was like a riot was because the video board announcer caught the clip of it and then played it on a loop on the big screen in the
0: stadium <laughs> Whoa. and
2: no, no one would have known about it otherwise except they threw it up on the big screen about Three dozen times while he's still on the field, and that's when all the Boise fans went after him. Super irresponsible. Um, but yeah, I think the the rest of the clue fit. I think our our again, our only question was was he undrafted, and I think there would be enough of those those concerns where he would have gone undrafted. So we also
1: checked in with Legarrette Blunt. Well, both teams are receiving points. Indeed, the correct answer was Legarrette Blunt. He was undrafted in 2010. He agreed in principle to a contract with the 49ers and then changed his mind after meeting Jeff Fisher, which is something that not many people would say he led the, he had 18 rushing touchdowns in 2016. And then of course, like you mentioned the, the punch that set him back for most of the Oh nine season until roughly bowl time. That also was irresponsible, by the way, (laughs) on to question number three founded in 14, Magnuson, and Hulkenberg, U.S. F1 team.
0: We'll check in. Uh. All
1: right. And the award goes to has checked in. And so let's see. Maybe you can drive my car. I can talk it out again.
4: How much F1 have you been watching, Mason?
1: He's so offended he took his camera off. He is just <laughs> livid. <laughs>
4: 14. Is that around the time? I Mason, Mason's not even here to talk to. So... <laughs>
3: Hey, there he is. <laughs> there I am. Sorry. My my F1 key got stuck, so I had to fix that. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Do you? No. No. Do you remember? Do you know? No. <laughs> I, when you said, do you? I said, no. That's it. That's all I got to ask. I,
4: I want to. I 2014, I think, is around the time that Red Bull Racing started. So that's the only the only end I'm going to have on this. I, I I think that's around the time. they They're relatively new. And they've kind of moved up really quickly since they, since they started.
3: Okay. That sounds good to me. All right. We'll go with the Red Bull.
1: All right. And, and the award goes to, what did you have?
0: You want me to take this one? Yeah. You can go ahead and take this one. Yeah. I've been, I've been heavy into F1 for the last couple of seasons and uh, uh, Red Bull is not an American team.
4: Did I see American on there?
0: It says U.S. F1 team. Ah, dang it. I'm sorry. I know it then. (laughs) Uh. Um, There is only one U.S. F1 team. Read the question. Uh, And that would be, uh, I do believe they also have a NASCAR team as well. Yeah, they're
4: right down the street from me.
0: Yeah, Uh, And that would be Haas. (laughs) So Dan pulled an Eric Ede and didn't read the question fully. So, yeah,
1: Haas. One team will be receiving points, and it's not the one who has a neighbor that is part of this team. Uh, it is Haas racing.
4: I used to work at a school that is seriously half a mile from Haas. And, <laughs> and to, to top that off, Red Bull is for And I knew that. I don't know why I'm, so let's just move on from this, please.
0: And, and Red Bull's actually, they've been around. They've been around for considerably longer than 2014.
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They, uh, so Matt, um, I think Magnuson took over because Mazapan was their driver. And then the whole Marzipan?
3: That's what I was about to say.
1: They have entered 145 races since their inception. They have two poles, one fastest lap, and zero victories, and also zero podiums. So they have not even finished in a top three.
2: They are kind of one of the main characters in Drive to Survive, though, because because they keep getting in their own way, and they keep having (laughs) drama, and Nikita Mazepin was a mess. (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
1: You don't even have to like racing to like drive to survive no you really don't
0: but it's an easy way to maybe get yourself interested in f1 because uh yeah they're they're characters and like i don't even have like a rooting interest in any one of the drivers or teams i just really enjoy watching
1: yeah agreed all right on to question number four this is a very special question number four that i wrote just for two people on this tonight champ in 69 lakers and eagles draftee Way to go, David!
0: Oh,
4: oh, oh!
1: oh. Is what a, a three-two won it,
4: <laughs> Mason? We don't need to check this in, do we? I
3: know what it is. too, Yeah, <laughs> Matt, yes. you know who we're talking uh, about here. I
0: don't actually. So, but... so Dan, just check in, and I'll. I'll yeah, talk
4: we'll check you out. in. We'll check in. <laughs> All
0: right,
1: and the award goes to you. Can talk it out.
0: So, so we we it's been a long time since we've had this curse, but for a long. Long time early on, we had a curse that when a person would get referenced on the show, like within a week or two, they would pass away. Oh, no. Not often, usually older, but um, sometimes not so old. And we thought that curse had gone away until David had a question, which hasn't aired yet, I don't think. Um, He had a question about one Bud Grant, who just passed away yesterday
1: yesterday Yesterday. yeah
0: and uh this is all this is this is all bud grant so if you're cool with that that's what we should check in. i am cool with it all right we're gonna check in with bud grant
1: rest in peace all right and uh i'm guessing maybe you can drive my car you might have had a similar idea
4: there is audio that exists and probably will make the show of me telling david if you kill bud grant i'm coming after you (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's bud grant
1: both teams will be receiving points um indeed bud i it was a good opportunity to read bud's uh wikipedia page for me yesterday uh he's i was unaware that he had played two years with the minneapolis lakers drafted by the eagles four-time gray cup winner and then also his son is the head coach at eden prairie high school where he has 11 state titles since he took over in 1992 They're pretty dominant, typically. All right. After the first quarter, we have scores of, and the award goes to with 100, and maybe you can drive my car with 75.
4: We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash BenchwarmersTP.
1: Thanks. Today's second quarter will be five on three. Five
4: on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items, where each item is worth ten points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list.
1: Okie are List number one. The San Francisco Giants with the most home runs hit from the year 2000 until today. We'll check in. All right. Maybe you can drive my car has checked in. So, and the award goes to, you can talk it out.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, 21st century Giants history is nice because you can just ignore like 2005 to 2009 because they were crap for all of those years and nobody played longer than like 18 months in a uniform. Um, I mean, like Bonds was the only real lock on this list. Um, <clears throat> some of the earlier guys like Jeff Kent or Rich Aurelia, I feel like didn't have the the longevity to put up those numbers. Um, so we kind of aired with the, I think we felt most comfortable about Buster Posey and Pablo Sandoval being on that list. And then we were also kicking around uh, Hunter Pence, Brandon Crawford and Brandon Beltz. Um, and I just think with kind of the, the years he was with the, the team and the kind of little extra power that he had, I thought belt was the most likely of the three to be in the top five. Um, so we are locking in with Barry Bonds, Buster Posey, Pablo
3: Sandoval, and Brandon belt.
1: Right. Maybe you can drive my car.
3: Yeah, we were playing around with that list, um, pretty much. Um, the first three I sent were Bonds, Belt, and Posey, and Dan seemed to like those. Um, Crawford and Sandoval were the next two on my list. We, we toyed with playing Crawford on there because he played there a long time, but um, ultimately we just went with the three of Bonds, Belt, and Posey.
1: Both teams will be receiving their points. Uh, it is There are five guys that are 30 home runs ahead of everybody else, and then it just starts dropping off really fast. Uh, those five guys are indeed Barry Bonds, who's almost the next two combined with 317. Um, Brandon Belt with 175 home runs. Buster Posey in number three with 158 home runs. Number five on the list, pa- Pablo Sandoval with 135 home runs. And number four on this list was mentioned a couple of times, but not checked in. Brandon Crawford with 139 home runs. Mason, you had
3: all five. had him in order. In order, too. (laughs) That's crazy. I wasn't even expecting that.
1: And then the the next name on that list, anybody want to take a guess? It's not Rich Aurelia. I'll give you that. Hunter Pence? No, he he is number eight on the list. Okay. I
3: kind of figured it might be a little bit lower. Uh,
1: Pedro Feliz. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Someone had to hit the home runs during those years. There's (laughs) a name I have not heard in a long time. It goes Feliz, Aurelia, Pence, then Jeff Kent. And then number 10 on the list, Ray Durham. Oh, really? Great, Great <laughs> <Yeah>. giant. Great <laughs>
2: giant. He was another one of those in those. How
1: yeah. many did he hit in he that hit time frame? 77.
4: I thought you were going to say 17. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. close us it.
1: Number 44 on the list, tied with Andres Galarraga and Nick Hundley with 19 home runs, Madison Baumgartner
2: that well, checks out.
1: Yep. <laughs> all
2: right. He was, he, he led the league in home runs for a day, in, I forget which I think it was 14, maybe he hit two home runs on opening day and was leading the league in, in home runs for, for about 24 hours.
1: I'm noting that for a later question. There you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. On to list number two, the top five golfers with the most career earnings in PGA tour history. Ooh. Okay. I will say this is there's no live trickery. I'm not trying to say if guys leave or whatever. These are people who played on the PGA.
3: You want to go with what we have? Let's go with what we have. Yeah.
4: And okay. The way it's been going, you probably got the last one. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean, I was at least for that first one. I don't know how yeah. I even pulled that off. I
1: still don't even know how to do that. But all right, all right. we'll we'll check in. All right. Maybe you can drive my car. Uh, he has checked in, so and the award goes to talk it out.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. So we we got a bunch of names. Obviously, right away, Tiger and Phil. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's no doubt they're one two. Um, and then we got a whole list of other guys that we discussed. Um, I know, through... Matt. If you want to talk about some of the ones you were you were throwing a bunch my way.
2: Yeah. So we tossed around some more recent names like you know Rory or. Dustin Johnson. Um, we also tossed out some older names, um, VJ Singh, uh, Sergio Garcia, couples, Kuchar, Furick. Um, and I think, yeah, past those tough two, it was tough to decide. Um, but I think we, we felt pretty good about going with Dustin Johnson as a third. So we checked in with those three Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson.
4: All right. And maybe you can drive my car. Mason, does that sound familiar to you?
3: Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> At all. I mean, it's almost, we have pretty much all the same names. We had, yeah, pretty much the same conversation. Um, so, yeah, Woods, Mickelson, Dustin Johnson were the first three we kind of latched on to. Um, and then Dan sent over Vijay Singh. I kind of like that because I know he was a money leader, I think, for a couple of years. Um, so it made sense that he would be up there. So we went with four going with Woods, Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, and Singh.
4: For the record, we left Jim Furyk off as the, uh, as the fifth one, but uh, let's see how it goes.
1: Both teams will be receiving their points. So the list of the top five golfers uh, in order. Uh, well, we won't go in order, but uh, number one, obviously with a bullet, uh, Tiger Woods, have heard of him. Um, Number two, Phil Mickelson at ninety-five million. So Woods is one hundred twenty million. Um, yeah, Phil, that happens when you don't miss a cut for like a decade. Uh, Phil Mickelson, ninety-five. Number three on the list with seventy-five million dollars is Dustin Johnson. So him and Miss Gretzky can enjoy their time with all of that money. Number five on the list at seventy-one point two million is Mr. VJ Singh. Mm-hmm. Three hundred thousand dollars behind the guy with the ugliest swing in PGA tour history, Mr. Jim Furick. All right, Mason, we're going for it next time.
3: <laughs> no, don't do that. I'm probably gonna bomb it.
1: Rory is really, really close, and the next time he wins a tournament, he will be a top five money winner. He is one point two million dollars behind VJ. And then mm-hmm. there's like a ten million dollar gap between him and Adam Scott, who's the next one on the list. Oh, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, Matt Kuchar, also mentioned, number nine on the list. Sergio Garcia, number 11 on the list. Um, Ernie Ells, number 14 on the list. And John Rahm right now, number 18 on the list, but the way PGA is playing, paying players might be number one on this list within a few years. <laughs> on to list number three. Name me the last five Oregon quarterbacks taken in the first round of the NFL draft. We're gonna check in, and the award goes to has checked in. Why do I keep raising my voice? Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe you can drive my car. You guys can talk it out. Okay, all right. So,
3: yeah, it was yeah. He was ninety nine. Keely Smith was ninety nine, right? Because it was the Couch McNabb. right? Akili Smith. So, it's got to be before ninety nine. Now the question is, how far back does this go? Because I don't think we're missing anyone between Mario to Herbert and Harrington. No. And I think so Harrington was Harrington was like
4: 0-2.
3: Yeah, that's I, I knew it was early two thousand somewhere. So Smith yep. has to be there. Right. And so now is there anyone in the early nineties, eighties? I don't I don't know how far back this goes. That's the thing. This could be. Um shoot, who was
4: there was one. Um I don't know if I'm gonna pull it out though. Um do you know what team this person played for? A lot, I think. I think. He bounced around. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that doesn't help. Great. Good to know. Oh shoot. Okay. It's. Oh. Uh, he had a name similar to another quarterback. Um.
3: At the same time. Hey. Okay. Um. All right. No, that doesn't. This is... So uh, when was he? It, it, okay. I, I
4: think I. I think I got it. I think it's it's Jim Miller and Jim Drunken Miller were the the two. I think Jim Miller is the is going to be the last one on here, but he's like he's like mid eighties. So, was there anybody else that came between him and Achilles Smith?
3: I don't know. I'm not familiar too much with Jim Miller, so that doesn't really mean much to me. Um,
4: Wait, no, it's not I mean, Jim Miller. It's not Jim Miller. Jim Miller was no, no. Forget him. Oh no, boy. that's that's different. No, it's it's not him. It's not him. Um,
3: I, I I don't have it. Amazing. Okay, I it's got to be someone before that because I mean the quarterbacks I'm thinking of from there they they were definitely not first round picks so it's got all right let's just go with the four then those four yeah so we have to say who they were <laughs> yep so it's Mariota Herbert Gilly Smith Harrington so we're gonna go with
1: right and the award goes to what did you have
2: Uh, yeah we had those same four straight away just. I just made sure I didn't miss anybody in the middle. Um, then, before Achilles Smith, it was like I wasn't sure in terms of draft position, in terms of like a Danny O'Neill or a Bill Musgrave. Um, but then, Dan, and as soon as you said Jim Miller, I'm pretty sure the fifth one's Chris Miller. Um, we only locked in with the four, but I actually, as soon as you said Jim Miller, I was like, you know what? I think it's Chris Miller. I think let's let's see if they get to it or not. Uh, um yeah, we checked in with those same those same four of Herbert, Mariota, Joey Harrington, and Akili Smith.
1: Well both teams will be receiving their points. The most recent to least recent of those four, obviously uh, Herbert in twenty twenty, Mariota in twenty fifteen, Joey Harrington in two thousand two, and Akili Smith in nineteen ninety-nine. And then in nineteen eighty seven Drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, it was Chris Miller. I was sort of freaking out that I was going to have to make a decision on whether or not to score you correctly if you were going to check in with Jim Miller or Jess Miller. <laughs> if they <laughs> would have, have said Jim things... Miller, it would have been yeah, I know we said, If we
4: said Jim Miller, that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm like,
3: oh, we, I don't, I don't, to know, to know, if I don't know if, no, if no, we would have. But
4: no, I remember Jim, it, was, it wasn't Jim Miller. I mean, I I, I know that. So
1: so it's a it's the cautionary tale for tua uh he was a pro bowler in 1991 and then suffered five concussions in 14 months and left the league for the first time then he came back and got another concussion and retired and so it was it's kind of a sad sad story but he went on to coach a bunch of um a bunch of high schools around in and around the Portland and Eugene area uh, where he is still a coach at Franklin. Oh no, excuse me. West Lynn high school. So, but two only had one concussion,
0: right? The other was a back injury, right? Allegedly. <laughs> the back
4: injury where his head bounced off of yes, the back of
1: his head injury. <laughs> At the end of the second quarter, we have a score of maybe you can drive my car with 185 and 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 the award goes to with 210.
0: There's the and
1: and. and, and. I didn't know a way around it. I just ran into the <laughs> double and just wall. Le- just lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> that brings us to halftime.
4: It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 25 points. 70s music. 70s please, music. Please, please. <sighs> 80s works. Too. To 60s
1: work. It's not movies. Um, it's it's <laughs> television.
4: Oh. All right,
1: Mason. I'll see you. All right. <laughs> okay. This, I am going to give you the names, a list of the names of actors and leave it. Excuse me. I'm going to start that over because that sentence was just a mess. Uh, All right. started with and, which was really (laughs) weird. (laughs) It's the double and. It really just got my tongue all upside down. Um, All right. I am going to list actors in a show and the year that show was on television. I'm going to leave out the main character or the top billed actor. We'd like you to name the actor and the show. So
0: Oh so you want us to name the top build actor and the top build actor and the show. Top
1: build actor and the show. This will become painfully obvious. Oh wow. Okay. We shall see. Okay. Question number one. Copy it here. Question number one. Phil Dunster, Jeremy Swift, Juno Temple, Brendan Hunt, and Brett Goldstein. Twenty twenty to present. This is twenty
3: five dollars I owe Josh. Hold on. What?
1: <laughs> no, it's who, Mason. That's who.
3: That's why. Not that's what. why I didn't say that. <laughs> I said what? Agree. I want to pay the money. <sighs> we can check in,
1: and the award goes to us checked in. So maybe you can drive my car. You can talk it out. Seriously, Mason you, don't,
4: you you don't you
3: don't know this? I thought you might. Who are these
4: people? This is this is no this idea. Is, it's Ted Lasso. It's Jason Sudeikis.
3: Okay, I watched the two free episodes on a plane. And that's all I've seen of this show. The first two episodes were free on a plane. That's all I've seen of this show.
0: Okay.
3: So I've never heard of these people. I couldn't tell you any of who these people, play. no idea. <laughs>
0: to be fair, Mason, uh, only one name gave it to me out of this bunch. I'm not sure I know who the other ones Juno play on the
1: show, but Juno. I know Juno Temple. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the award goes to what did you have? Uh same thing, Ted Lasso. I
2: think Brett Goldstein definitely gave it away, but yeah, Juno Temple was the first one where I went, Oh, I think this is Ted Lasso.
1: And the and the actor, obviously. Oh, and
2: Jason Sedakis.
1: Okay. All right, both teams are receiving points. Indeed. Uh it is Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso and my flavor text is season three starts this week. Yay. Well, by the time this airs, season three will have started many weeks ago. But in real we'll time. Rush, we'll rush it. <laughs> yeah. We'll rush this to be out on Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Which rolls us nicely into question number two. The aforementioned Jason Sedakis, Will Farrell, Craig Robinson, Katie Mixon, and Steve Little from 2009
3: to 2013. Good. We're now down to $5. Wow. I clearly have not watched TV at all. Do I even know what a television is at this point? <laughs> um, it's nice. I know these people. I just don't – I know, I can't think of anything uh, connecting them.
1: So I will add a caveat in here because I kind of – it's a slightly different from the first to second question. But to, just because they're on the list doesn't mean they were in every episode quite like the other ones. So okay. these are people who have all appeared on this show in handfuls of episodes. Matt, hey, you want to go with that?
2: Yeah, I think that's the best we're going to do.
1: Okay. We'll check in. All right. And the award goes to has checked in, so maybe you can drive my car. You can tuck it out. I just had a
4: a thought on Will Farrell and I'm pretty sure Steve Little was in it. Um I think this might be eastbound and down with Danny. Never seen it. Sure. I watched it. I watched it one time through like around twenty thirteen. So
3: <laughs> yeah, well that's that's the name of a show that I know nothing about, so I trust you wholeheartedly.
4: Well, I wouldn't trust me, but I, that I it makes sense that that would be it. So we'll we'll check in Eastbound and Down with and Danny McBride. All right, not and Dan, no, not Danny McBride. Yeah, yes, is that is. Hang it. You already checked
2: in. Yeah, we checked in. But <laughs> okay,
1: All right. Well, you have your crisis of yes. confidence. I will kick it to the other team yes. for their answer. Jeez.
2: All right. Well, Dan, if you're wrong, we're both wrong. Because uh, we also checked in with Danny McBride in Eastbound and Down. I same Similarly, I watched it once. And the timeline fits and just the vibe of those actors. They all feel like they would have had some sort of small. Like, I don't remember the show at all. But like, I, it, it just
0: feels right on vibes. And that's. That's the best we got. And Mason, don't feel too bad because I'm in the exact same place with you for this one. Well, yeah, g- give us the answer and then I'll tell you why I was
1: <laughs> having that. <laughs> 50% of the players need to up their TV watching, but the other 50% were correct. It was Danny McBride and Eastbound and Down. I, so I read- real quick,
0: real quick, I just got a comment to what you said there, Eric. Um I think my wife would disagree with you that I need to up <laughs> the television I'm watching. I watch a ton of television. Right, I fair. just haven't seen Eastbound and down. For a quick second there, Danny McBride
4: and Danny Masterson crossed in my head. And I was like, no, not oh. that
0: 70s
2: guy. No, no they are not, the not, not the same guy. Right? <laughs> there was a uh, there was like a some video going around that's that like mashed up interviews of Patrick Mahomes and Danny yes. McBride as Kenny powers. And they have the exact same accent. It's incredible.
1: There is a, one of those deep fake videos where they have put Danny McBride's face on Patrick Mahomes during that. And it's indiscernible. Like it is the exact, it is exactly the exact same person. Yeah, if, so. if
2: you, if you watch it without looking at the screen, you can't tell when they switch back <laughs> like, from a like, Patrick Mahomes interview to a clip from Eastbound and down. He's
1: like, <laughs> We got we had the chain smokers show up and play in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sudeikis plays this full throttle, like he's Danny McBride's catcher in the show. And my favorite scene from the entire series is after, spoiler alert, Sedakis dies. Um Danny McBride or Kenny Powers shows up at the at the funeral with a CD boombox playing far behind um by Candlebox and Sort of trying to one-up him while he's dead in front of the family. It is the most cringe, awesome, hilarious scene in the entire show. So, All right. Question number three. Donovan W. Carter, John David Washington, numerous NFL players, including Terrell Suggs, for eight episodes, and Rob Corddry, 2015 through 2019.
0: We will check in.
1: All right, And the award goes to has checked in, so... Maybe you can drive my car. You can talk it out.
4: Mason, I don't know any of this for sure. I don't know any of those names except for Rob Cardrey, and I don't know if he's in this. I'm just going based on the years and based on the fact that we were looking at HBO shows here. I th- think this might be Ballers with Dwayne Johnson.
3: Okay. The only insight I have, additionally, to that I know who John David Washington is, because that's Denzel's son.
4: Oh, okay. Does that help you in any way? It doesn't help, but it doesn't. Okay. It definitely doesn't
3: hurt. And I've heard Rob Corddry only on this podcast, so I don't. That doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know who Donovan W. Carter is. At least know who Terrell Suggs is. I can tell you stuff about him. That's about the only mm-hmm. person I've been able to say any information off for this question. But did
0: you know Terrell Suggs was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota?
3: Of course he was. I didn't. I didn't
0: know that actually. Too much Minnesota.
3: Anyway, um, <laughs> sure. If you want to go with that, that's fine.
4: Right. Let's I'm... let's let's go with it. We're going ballers and Dwayne Johnson.
1: Hey. And the award goes
4: to
2: what did you have? Uh, yeah, we checked in with the same answer. Um, I think I watched. I want to say I watched season one of this. Rob Corddry is like a a rival agent to. Dwayne Johnson's character and I believe John David Washington is like some sort of young he has like a young running back role on the team um you know the like stereotypical mercurial football player kind of the vibe to to his character so yeah we also checked in with ballers and uh rock the Dwayne Johnson <laughs>
1: both, teams. both teams are receiving points it is indeed Rock the Dwayne Johnson, which is what I will call him forever now, and Ballers, a Mark Wahlberg production, um, who apparently stated that uh, Roger Goodell and various owners tried to prevent their players from coming on because it was just such a risque show. Uh, But they did end up with, surprise, Antonio Brown, uh, Terrell Suggs for eight episodes, OBJ, Mark Schlereth, and Larry Zonka even made some appearances.
3: Yeah, I didn't stand a chance that round because my parents had cable, and so they never had HBO at any point that I'm aware of. So, yeah, that didn't help either.
1: My, I, I have to, I have to know way more in advance that Mason is going to be on the show so I can write a half time. It's okay. It's time. okay. No, I it's mean, fine. You you, you just, you to just have to, to go. Me.
3: You don't have to I mean, cater to me. It's fine. If you want Yacht to, all you
0: have to do is go, what, 60s, 70s music, right? And then
3: Yeah, but it has to have 1940s. sports references in it. You're not going to find...
0: No, <laughs> oh, it doesn't have that. to have sports references Oh, yeah, in
3: not it anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Of Eid. yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, but sorry. Okay. We've that... only
1: had one person really uh, abide yeah, by Yeah, only so one person has been doing it. Whenever I listen to a show that he hosts, I, I'm always like, what, how does this have to do with sports? And then, like, it's the third question when I realize he's taking advantage of the change.
0: Yeah, he bullied
1: us into it. All right. After halftime, we have scores of, and the award goes to, with 285. And maybe you can drive my car with 260. Now on to the second hand.
4: We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench, Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find
1: this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath.
4: This quarter will consist of three pairs of questions, one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, the teams will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 25 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points.
1: Today we're going to talk about trophies. Who doesn't love a trophy? You're all getting a participation one just for showing up today. It's a virtual one that I handed out in my brain, but, um, consider this. I do a lot for you guys. All right. So we are going, I'm going to give you the name of the trophy and the sport. And I would like you to give me the team or teams that, sorry, excuse me, the teams. I will tell you there are, there's one that has more than two teams that compete for it or competed. There is one instance where it is no longer, um, no longer competed. But, um, if you'd like me to, I can bring that up. but hokey dokey, well, let's start with the first one that'll make a lot of sense as we get going. All right, question number one, what teams compete for the golden egg in college football? Question number two, Goliath, what four teams compete for the bean pot in college hockey?
3: Okay, hey.
1: we can check in. Okay, maybe you can drive my car. Has checked in, and the award goes to you. Can talk it out. So, just trying. I'm trying
0: to think on the Goliath one here. Yeah, um,
2: same. Feeling pretty confident. The egg
0: is of the egg bowl,
2: being old Miss, Mississippi State, um, and then the bean. The bean pot would be like all of those Boston area hockey teams. Right? Yeah, so
0: you have BU, you have Boston, Boston College. College. Like Harvard's in there, and I'm just trying to think what the fourth one is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might be Northeastern. Okay. Being from Minnesota, we pay attention to some college hockey stuff. So, sure. I'm just let's, yeah, those are kind of more
2: than I got. I just start naming schools in the Boston area. Uh, um, I'd yeah. say I'm like I, if if seventy-five feeling, percent on that. If you're feeling confident on it, I say I say let's swing for it.
0: All right we're going to go with the uh, the Goliath with Boston University, Boston College, Harvard and Northeastern.
1: All right? And maybe you can drive my car. Would you have?
4: We also went with the Goliath of Harvard, Boston University, Boston College and then it's where Mikey went to school, uh, Bunker Hill's Community College. No, it's not. It's it's actually it's, it's Northeastern.
1: Well, since uh it was mentioned, but the David answer of the golden egg is indeed between in the egg bowl between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Uh the Bean Pot is a four team tournament held every year since nineteen fifty two between Boston University, Boston College, Harvard, and Berkeley College of Music. No, I'm just kidding. It is Northeastern as the fourth quote. So both teams are being receiving points. Two facts about these trophies. Uh, Let's see. Since its inception in 1952, none of the four participants in the tournament has won an NCAA championship without first winning the Beanpot. And the Egg Bowl, my favorite Egg Bowl thing that I found when I was looking at this earlier, in a muddy 1907 contest, uh, Ole Miss head coach Frank Mason brought out whiskey-laced coffee in an attempt to warm up his players. It backfired. They lost 15 to nothing, and he never coached another game for Ole Miss. So let that be a lesson to all you up-and-coming coaches. Whiskey-laced coffee, not a good career move.
4: I'm not giving my whiskey to
0: players.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's be selfish with your whiskey, kids.
0: And it only makes you feel like you're warm. It actually does the exact opposite. Just saying, yeah.
1: The next two will be Major League Baseball trophies. Question number two, David. What two teams compete for the prestigious silver boot question number two goliath what teams competed for the pearson cup okay check in maybe you can drive my car it's checked in and the award goes to can talk it out so
0: for the goliath you said they used to play for it It right what two teams used to play for is that what you said
1: that is what i said
0: okay so they either don't play. they either don't play for it because they stopped doing this or one of the teams is no longer in a place that would be viable for it would be my thought. I don't, I have nothing on it other than trying to decipher his sort of clue ish in there. Right. So the only thing that could come to mind could be that this was a Canadian thing, maybe. That would have been the Blue Jays and Blue the Jays Expos Expos, and then it stopped when the Expos moved to Washington. but I have nothing else on it. I can't think of any other thing, but i I like I said, I, I'm just kind of thrown out possible ideas that that was
2: kind of where my mind went to, but I was also thinking about like how how many years were the Expos around with interleague play? where they would have like played in the regular season every year. That's a fair point. I mean, not to say they didn't just do it for seven years and then stop it or whatever. Um, I don't, mm. I'm, and I, I don't have a, I don't have a, like a, I, I have the, both of them are just like trying to suss it out. My thought on the silver boot would be maybe it's like a Texas thing.
0: Um, so like Rangers Astros more than likely that'll be what it is. Cause yeah. uh, Walling is though, though half of his, his heart is in Kansas city for fandoms. His, his initial heart is in Texas. So right. that is would not deep in me. the
4: heart of Texas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was hoping you get there, but yeah, I guess I, I think that one, I feel more confident in, like I said, the other, I'm just trying to, now you got me, Thinking that I don't know, like I said, I don't have anything real strong on that. I just was trying to think of a reason that two teams would play and then it stopped mm-hmm. for some reason.
2: I, I That's not, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the right answer. I could go either way on it. I could take a swing with, the, with Expos, Blue Jays, or we could play it safe with the answer that we're a little more sure on.
0: I'm just trying to think if there's any other reason there'd be two teams that would have stopped playing for a, a some trophy like.
2: Right. Should we just go with go with the David and then?
0: Yeah, that one I feel have, at least have like regrets. That there. one makes the most sense. <laughs> the other is just kind of trying to throw some logic to it, but. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll check in with the David with uh, the Astros and the Rangers.
1: Maybe you can drive my car. What did you check in with?
3: Yeah, so I had a vague recollection of this as far as I remember hearing Pearson come before. My first thought, because Pearson – I can't think of many famous people named Pearson, but I thought of one right off the bat, and it started to make sense. Um, I think this might be named after Lester Pearson, um, who was for I don't know how long, but he was a prime minister of Canada, and – so it made sense based on the fact he said it was competed for, that this is like Josh was saying it had to be either a team that moved or a team that didn't exist, whatever the case may be. So I jumped on Toronto and Montreal right away and Dan liked it when I kind of explained the logic out of that.
4: And then um, as we thought about it, because when Matt had said you know, how long could they have played for this because there was no interleague play, I bet you they had exhibition games before before this all started, I mean, before the, the, the split happened. So if this is right, I think I, that's probably
3: got to be how it worked. So, yeah. Yeah. We checked in Goliath with Toronto and Montreal. Okay.
1: Well, the David answer indeed um, separated by I-45 and I-20 or 30, depending on which way you take The Texas Rangers and Houston Astros, who first met in regular play in 2001. Fun fact. Uh, The Goliath answer. So for those of you keeping score at home, things Mason doesn't know, people in Ted Lasso, things Mason does know, five-year Prime Ministers of Canada. The correct answer, Toronto Blue Jays and Montreal Expos. Mm, Very nice.
0: Yeah, I wish I would have known a little bit about Prime Ministers of Canada. That would have helped. <laughs> that
1: came in handy there, didn't it?
3: know I... <laughs> it, 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 it cemented that because I was, I was thinking down that track, like Josh was saying, like teams, and I hit – I was going through all the current teams, and I hit Toronto. I was like, "Oh, Toronto, Canada, Pearson all kind of clicked right away when I landed on it. So
1: It was originally yeah, a, a fundraiser for minor league baseball in Canada. Um, in later years, it was incorporated in the interleague schedule, and the last time it was played – was in Puerto Rico, very fittingly. Sure. That's very fitting. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the last game was uh, at Hiram uh, in Burthorn in San Juan, Puerto Rico in two- on July 4th, 2004. Hmm. That was
4: a home game for Montreal, too. It was, yeah.
1: <laughs> Question number three David, I'm tired of stuff on this side of the pond. Tell me who competes for the Ashes in cricket? Question number two, Goliath. Tell me who completes for the Bledisloe Cup in rugby? Uh,
3: Let's see what that is.
0: The Bledisloe? Is
3: that Drew Bledsoe misspelled? Yeah, it's Drew Bledisloe. Drew Bledisloe. (laughs) Uh,
2: Drew Bledsoe after about four
1: (laughs) beats. Drew Bledisloe. (laughs) Drew Bledisloe.
2: No I mean, real reason at all, but are there any Canadian Prime Ministers named Bledisloe? <laughs> I don't mm, –
1: Mason, same. you're, I'm, you're I'm, our expert on here. <laughs>
3: I, I mean not that I can name them all, but I can recognize Canadian Prime Ministers. Do Can I name them off the top of my head? Probably not. But that's he was one in like the 60s, 70s I think, which would make sense when they would have started doing it. But
1: Well, if the South Park to- – if the South Park movie is to be believed, killing the Canadian Prime Minister will bring up bring open the gates of hell, and Satan and <laughs> everything will come up.
3: Yeah, I don't know if any I don't know if anyone been assassinated, mm. but that's a it's a whole different story.
1: We'll check in. And the award goes to has checked in, so maybe you can drive my car. Can talk it up.
4: So this is going to be what Washington State and the New England Patriots.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, And the Cowboys, it's a three-way.
4: And the Cowboys, yeah, there's three (laughs) teams involved in this. Okay, so the Ashes is England and Australia. Australia, yeah, yeah. The only thing, the only end that I have on Bledisloe Cup is I know that the All Blacks and Australia have a big rivalry. I mean, that's, that's all I know. Yeah. so, I mean, this very well could be New Zealand and Australia right
3: that's
1: is that uh, what it
4: is who knows I mean, I mean South Africa could be could be involved in here. I know they had a they have a a big rivalry too
3: yeah i, I don't know i don't this is a name I've just vaguely heard of, but I couldn't even begin to place anything about it, so I don't know if it's worth the risk because. Hide at this point, so yeah, I don't know how much, how if it's strong enough for you to take a chance on it.
4: I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let your gut oh, take us on oh, this one because you, your oh gut's boy. been good so
3: far, yeah, except halftime. But other than that, <laughs> um, oh, uh, I, I like it. I just, oh man, I don't like it. I don't like it like it, I, yeah, that's quick, the, that's then. where I'm at. Do you want right. to take the David? I just, I don't, I don't know. Right. I feel we'll, like we'll, we'll
4: take, we'll take the David of the ashes with England and Australia.
0: And the award goes to, what did you have? Very similar stuff. Uh, pretty quickly. I sent over to Matt that the ashes is England and Australia. And when it came to rugby, I was like, well, I know that, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa have are really good and they have storied rivalries and I wouldn't have been able to I mean obviously you have the proximity of New Zealand and Australia, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not New Zealand and South Africa or South Africa and us you know in Australia. so I wouldn't have been able to decipher which two of those three and there could even be another team, but I was like those are the big three that I think of. So we also went with the David um for the Ashes being England and Australia.
1: The trophy uh, named in 1882 after a mock death notice appeared in Australia claiming English cricket had died and the body would be cremated and the Ashes taken to Australia. It is England and Australia, the Ashes in cricket. The Bledisloe Cup, the second oldest contested cup in rugby union, the biggest and longest rivalry is England and Scotland. That is the Calcutta Cup and it's been contested since the 1800s. The next Australia and New Zealand play for the Bledisloe Cup.
3: All right, Dan. We
4: we we had the same reason to go for that as they did and we, you know. There's... Yes.
1: So South Africa doesn't have I I They don't have much of – it seems like there's only a couple – there's only two really storied rugby trophies. The Calcutta Cup, which is England-Scotland, and then this one, which is Australia-New Zealand, flip a coin. Um, Then South Africa has a few, but they've only been around since like the early 2000s. The – it is dominated by New Zealand, (laughs) like dominated, dominated. They have a 110-37-7 record.
0: It doesn't surprise me. The All Blacks are pretty (laughs) –
1: pretty dominant i mean i wouldn't want to win if someone shouted a haka in my face before a game either no, that's what we go, should have done Mason, before we started <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you guys i'm doing a haka before the next game i play in
4: i'm not that would be uh that would not be okay would, for us
1: be, to do i would be out of breath
4: well yeah. uh, and you know yeah yeah we don't need to yeah. fair mm-hmm. fair point
1: mm-hmm. fair point all right well we got ourselves a barn burner here at the end of the third quarter. It is all knotted up at 385. Get a tiebreaker figured out in case we need it? Uh, yes, I do, and I am so excited. I have been so excited about this tiebreaker since I found it the other day. Um, that's all bed zero. And no, please, bet no, zero. I don't know. I, I, that makes <laughs> me nervous. I don't think he's is excited the, about it. I don't think I'm I'm, on it. I, David probably looked this up, so I am oh, not, he already I not so I, I didn't send it to him, but I'm, I'm very excited about this type of thing. All right,
3: never mind. We're wagering now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. That brings us to the fourth quarter.
4: The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total.
1: The categories for today are as follows. Question number one, Appetit Dejeuner in golf terminology. Question number two, Potent Potables in college football rivalries. Question number three, Let It Snow in Winter Olympics. And question number four, an album cover in sports and entertainment. <laughs> Dan, I can't hold it any longer. Oh, man, I thought I could make it through, but Dan is dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Nobody was... wants to hear oh, about the... your anal bone covers. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, I could not figure out a way to make French flicks work for... Oh, oh. <laughs> you're right. going to post, gonna post yeah, those into the say. chat. Yeah. Um, And the last one was sports and entertainment. Yeah, sports. I'll uh, I'll take A for 200. It's now time for the team to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one in A Petit Dejeuner. What is the euphemism for a mulligan taken on the first tee shot of a round, especially, and somewhat appropriately, a morning round? We to oh, check in. I
0: why. Huh. All
1: right. And the award goes to has checked in. So maybe you can drive my car. Talk it out.
4: I've never heard of that before, but if it, I, the way things thought, have been
3: jumping into your head today, Mason, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, well, it helps my brother-in-law plays golf. I don't even know if he's used this term, but because the, when he said the, was like the time early in the morning, something between that I feel like breakfast ball is a thing, but I might be making this up. I just, I, I, I mean, you're that making a breakfast ball. I don't know. I, I don't know what to I do. Think, <laughs> I don't think it is, but like, it's something I've heard of. I just don't know if it's, but appropriately during a morning round, it's gotta be something related to either time of day or something like that. But that's something that just pops out at me. I don't, I have no idea why I don't know this at all. So if you, if
4: you've got a, a leaning on this, just, I mean, the points are in already. I mean, we
0: have to yeah. answer something. So, I mean, you don't yeah. have to, I mean, but
3: you kind of have to, uh, I don't know. I'm, that's right. the best I can do. So
4: alright we're going to check in. We're, we're going to check in breakfast
2: ball then. For a
3: hundred points. All right. And
2: the award goes to, what did you have? Uh, yeah, this was if Mason made up the term breakfast ball, then he somehow shot it over to me. Um, yeah, I, this is a thing. Um, especially if you wake up hungover and late for an eight o'clock tea time and you don't have a chance to hit me before. Um, and then also a petite dejeuner a little lunch. So it would make sense that the name of a meal would be in the term. So we checked in with breakfast ball.
1: Both teams are receiving their points, and one of them picked up on my clue. Yay! Uh, it is well, that's, just, that's French. We'll just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a breakfast ball, and yours truly has taken his fair share of them. Sometimes you have seconds on the breakfast ball. Why not? Yeah, I go back for quite a few, depending on how many people are waiting behind me. It's a brunch ball. <laughs> it's, 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 by the time I'm done, yes. Question number two, potent potables. What two college football teams from neighboring states competed for the Bourbon Barrel Trophy? The series began in 1893 and was last contested in 2005, although the trophy itself was retired in 1999. Yeah, let's
4: do it. We'll Okay. We'll check in.
1: Maybe you can drive my car? Has checked in. So, and the award goes to Can talk it out.
2: Yeah. I think we're, I mean, bourbon barrel goes straight to Kentucky.
1: Yes. Um, so whether it's, you know, that's
0: why my initial thought is, you know, university, you know, university of Kentucky, um, mm-hmm. but you're, it could be like Louisville. Um, and obviously yeah. if it hasn't been played since 2005, so if it's Kentucky, it'll be a non sec team. Right. So it wouldn't be like Tennessee. Right. Um,
2: but it could be like, you know, if we're, it's, it's
0: all it says is like
2: in neighboring states, right? It doesn't have to be at state school.
0: It doesn't say, it just says neighboring states, right? Okay. Right. So it
2: could be like Kentucky, Memphis, or Kentucky. My thought was Cincinnati is like right across the river from Kentucky on the north side. So maybe, you know, Cincinnati, Louisville, or Cincinnati, Kentucky. Um, What other states border Kentucky Indiana there are like a this. lot of options here yeah that's, <laughs> that's, I I agree. I agree I'm trying we're gonna get to yeah the only the only reason I kind of jumped from Kentucky over to Louisville in my thinking was that they did change conferences in there somewhere I don't remember what year though so it might have been like an old Big East rivalry that got thrown
0: out. Is there another Big East um, that would have been bordering?
2: Yeah, I think that's that's why, like, of anything, I feel strongest about Louisville-Cincinnati, just because Ohio and Kentucky have the, the Ohio River right in the middle of them. Um, and they used to be in the Big East together, right? And then Cincinnati's in the American now.
0: Was Cincinnati in the Big East? Were they
2: in the Big East? I, I don't
0: know if I remember them being Big East. I mean, they could be. Uh, there have been such right. movement through the mm-hmm. last you know, 20 or so years. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I have to admit, like, that feels like one that would be a pretty. Deep cut. Like, I yeah. would think they would almost schedule that one often. Like, I would yeah. think they've played since 2005. he and Louisville just due to proximity and probably a rivalry. I don't know. That's the only thing that feels firm-ish
2: for me. But I, you know, there's a lot out there.
0: Yeah, I, I just have a feeling they've they like my brain just thinks they would have played more recently than 2005. Sure. Just being that close, I think you would. I think they probably have a rivalry just from proximity. Um, I mean, you could do Kentucky, Indiana. You could do Kentucky, Ohio State. But I don't think yeah. it was, I don't think Ohio State. In Kentucky, I don't – that doesn't – I mean, I know a lot of the Ohio State. Like, I, I'm a Big Ten guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Indiana has had. Like, they've always been yeah. – like, for football, they've always been, for the sure. most part, pretty bad. So sure. they okay. easily could have played Kentucky on a regular basis for a while as a non-conference sure. game.
2: Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, we can go with that if you're that, – that sounds like – it's it's got some legs to it, I think.
0: I'm just that's it's you know. Sure. All right. So we will check in with Kentucky, Indiana for one
1: hundred. All right. And um God, it's been so long, I forgot your name. Uh maybe you can drive my car? Question mark? What did you check in with?
4: Mason, we didn't even consider like schools that weren't state schools. Yeah, that's a we didn't even concerning. consider that. Um nope we went right to Kentucky and then just went right to state schools around Kentucky that were not part of the sec. Um, we came up with OSU, Indiana and West Virginia, I suppose Illinois, maybe, but that they, they barely, barely border Kentucky. Um, and kind of like what you guys did, Josh, we, uh, we finally settled of the ones that we said we finally settled on Indiana sounded best. So we also said, um, Indiana and Kentucky for, I believe, 100, right?
1: Yep. Well, one state is the biggest producer of bourbon and whiskey in the country. The other is one of the biggest sources of the distillate for bourbon and whatnot. Uh the correct answer is Indiana Kentucky well done to both teams Nice
0: hmm. Uh
1: they it was annually from 1987 until 2005 they retired the uh, trophy in 99 i think a Kentucky player had a uh, like a an alcohol related death and so they said that's it we're not going to um, do this anymore but Indiana leads the series 18 to 17 to 1 and the only tie was the first time they played it.
0: Because the name of the
1: trophy is the reason. The yeah, wait, Look, I didn't make the rules. I just report the news. Question number three in Let It Snow. Which Winter Olympics was the first to utilize artificial snow? Organizers were in need of a miracle a month before the game, so they loaded dump trucks full of artificial snow that had to be unloaded by hand to create a 25-kilometer course.
3: You agree with that? Yes, I do. Okay, we're gonna check in.
1: Oh. <laughs> All right, maybe you can drive my car. Has checked in. So, um, and the winner is, and the, yes, and the winner is, and the winners are, and the winner who? You in the guys? winter, y'all, y'all. Would you can talk it out. And the oh, uh, goes to that's right. Yeah,
2: Josh, you said this seemed familiar to you, and then I, I picked up a clue in the question where i think you're right
0: okay um i guess i uh oh yep. yeah yep there that is, is that's a big clue once you yeah 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 yep. well um i know this it might be your flavor text but i'm gonna just steal it into, or say it that i know that the 2022 beijing olympics is the first one to use all artificial snow for the full winter olympics um, and I think within seeing that article, I kind of went down a rabbit hole in the past because I love the Olympics. And um I do believe this was the 1980 um, Lake Placid Winter Olympics where, yes, the miracle uh, on ice happened. So that's what we're checking
1: in with for 100. All right. And maybe you can drive my car. What did you have?
3: Yeah, I didn't really have much on that damn said that China was the first, or well, that did it recently, at least. So we had that kind of fresh in our mind. I had to think about you think about a time that uh, that was recent enough to have had the invention of artificial snow and also a place that wouldn't have had enough snowfall to need this. And I was reading the question again, and I picked up on the word miracle. So I was just like, okay, miracles in the question, is this 1980? So we went right with that. Um, so we checked in with the 1980 Olympics for Eighty-five. We found the 85. And eighty-five,
1: We have found the eighty-five. Both teams would be receiving their points. The correct answer was the nineteen eighty Olympics in, uh, in Lake Placid. Uh, that was, I believe, the twelfth Winter Olympiad. For those of you scoring at home, uh, and indeed, the clue of the miracle uh, was picked up on by both teams. This sounded awful they literally laid a 25 kilometer course by hand they would put artificial snow in these trucks it would freeze overnight and then they so they couldn't just dump it they just had to pull pull it off hand and they said you know a week out the guy's like i didn't think they were going to make it and lo and behold they did and then it ended, i think it actually ended up snowing a bunch once the uh, olympia had started so uh I I might've read the same article you did, Josh. There was one about all the different times that they have used artificial or had to use artificial snow in a panic. I think Vancouver even had a, like a heat swing right before uh, that Olympics. All right. Well, I spoke too soon. Last question. Now we are tied as we have found the 85, which brings us to question number four, which is an album cover. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what beloved TV character appeared on the cover of the June 6th, 1977 issue of sports illustrated alongside the reigning AL rookie of the year. The player was coming off a year. He won 19 games and led the MLB and ERA. The character would spend 1977 visiting Hawaii, losing a contest and identifying sounds with his eyes closed amongst many other episodes. I'm good with that.
0: Should we check that in? Yeah, let's check it in. We will check in.
1: All right. And the award goes to has checked in. So maybe you can drive my car. You can talk it out.
3: All right, Dan. I have a strong scent on this question. Okay. Um, So I'm almost certain that the reigning AL Rookie of the Year for that year would have been Mark Fidrich. And I have a strange recollection of him with Big Bird on the cover of Sports History. I'm almost certain I've seen this because I wrote a question about. I wrote a question about Mark Fidrus a long, long time ago in this podcast, and I remember seeing that cover and something. So, I I think it has to be. And I mean, obviously, with the character being Big Bird, that all those things are very possible among many episodes because Sesame Street's you know daily, so. So it's asking for the TV character, so it's Big Bird. It's
4: it's got to be that
3: that yeah. I've seen be. that. I've seen the picture. Yeah, I think it's like isn't it like Big Bird and Mark are like they're hugging or like one's carrying the others. I forgot what the the situation was. But... It'd be really weird if Mark Vidrich was carrying Big Bird. That <laughs> no, I think that it was I'm saying really the other weird. way around. But yes, yes, um, yeah, I, I think it has to be. So yeah, I, I I've seen that picture. That's that's got to be it. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna check in with. Big Bird as a TV character for 100.
1: Right, And I think I'm going to throw this one over to Matt specifically uh, to answer. So Matt. Uh, as someone with
2: a deep and abiding love for Big Bird, uh, as he was my final Jeopardy answer that won me a large sum of money. Um, yeah, this was um, particularly with the, you know, as soon as I heard the rookie of the year in 19 games, my brain went to Mark Fidrich as well. Uh, Yeah, this is the big guy himself, Big Bird.
1: Both teams are receiving their points. I did a little uh, Jeopardy archive uh, research before this game, (laughs) and I knew I was going to make Big Bird work as the last question of the game. And uh, shout out to David for coming up with the idea that he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated with Mark Fidrich. And it's Mark Fidrich in his windup and Big Bird kind of standing behind him with his arms.
3: Holding Mark Hedridge. No. Holding were. Mark Hedridge. <laughs> they were dancing. Yeah, Big Bird
2: <laughs> has definitely become my my brand now. So anytime, <laughs> anyone anyone buys a gifts, they're like, you know, he's on my pop socket <laughs> on my phone. Oh nice! nice, <laughs> nice, nice. You know, he's like, I got like pins and socks and the whole deal.
1: So, <laughs> well, we do have a tie. Hooray! Both teams uh, received their points, and both teams are currently tied with 770 points. And so I actually prepared for this game, believe it or not, and have a tiebreaker closest to the pin, um, poetically. In 1986, Golf Digest held a contest to determine America's worst avid golfer. The winner was named Angelo Spagnolo. He shot a 257 on the Pete Dye course. How many strokes did it take him to complete the famous 17th hole at TPC Sawgrass?
3: Oh. You go with that?
1: Sure. Let's do
3: it. All right. We're going to check in.
1: All right. After mathing, maybe you can drive my car has checked it. And the award goes to can talk it out for one last time.
2: Yeah. I mean, Josh did the math and did some averages on this. Um <laughs> Which I think does help of doing the the like, you know.
0: Like if the other holes he roughly averaged similar scores, because obviously this one is going to be a ridiculous number, right? Like Mm -hmm. some, like you were saying 50 or something or 50 plus, Mm -hmm. like, and with it being the, the Island, right? The Island green. Yeah. He could have easily put many dozens of balls into the water if he's a bad golfer. Right, I'm just
2: imagining just just shanking him into the water over and over and over again.
0: So like you said, I just worked up if he averaged ten on the other seventeen, he would have he would have an eighty-seven on that hole. Uh if he averaged eleven on the others, it'd be seventy. If he averaged <laughs> twelve on the others, it'd be fifty three. So eighty seven feels crazy.
2: That feels like a lot. I'm thinking somewhere around that 70 number, I think feels feels ridiculous, but also isn't outside the <laughs> realm of possibility. Uh, yeah, because uh, this is—I'm assuming this is like counting penalty strokes. So he, he's hitting like what? I would be in the water,
0: right? I would. Something you're like right. I, I there have to be taking penalty strokes into yeah. account for this. Yeah, I don't think A would sit there and wait for him to no. maybe. So Roy McAvoy, this thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so think I guess,
2: somewhere somewhere around that like seventy number.
0: Do you want to say 70? Do you want to go a little more, a little less?
2: Eh, I could I could go either way. Or why don't let's just hit 70 on the
0: nose and see. All right. We're gonna check in with shooting 70
1: on hole seventeen. Right. And did you also if you also said seventy? I'm out of question. No, so <laughs> no, no, we no, did no, not. Sorry, but sorry. this is going to be interesting.
3: <laughs> sorry, I'll just hold it. In, anyway. there, there's a there,
4: there's a number right around seventy that would be apropos for this podcast.
0: Uh, uh, we could have so, made friends with Marcus. Uh, we we did make friends a with the. Or- no, I'm saying Matt could, with his Oregon ties, we could have. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe build a
4: bridge.
3: Didn't if they
0: said.
4: <laughs> so we went one stroke lower.
3: We mapped 70. it the same way, pretty close to what you math. Um Yeah, so, we, yeah, we figured, well, I, I threw out 40 first, and Dan was like, no, and then that's when I threw out that number. I was going to try to meet in the middle, but it didn't work out, so Dan liked the number we chose, so yeah, we went
4: sixty-sixty-nine.
3: 69. Nice. Hopefully well, it's lower. That helps for us if it's lower. Yeah.
1: Angelo... Went out to a blistering 99 on the front, uh, the front nine holes. Uh, a solid 63 over par uh, on the front nine. He walked into the 17th hole with 169 strokes on his scorecard already. Oh no! Put 27 in the water, putted his way up the walkway, and then three putted the green. <laughs> For a sixty-six.
0: Uh, oh! <laughs> so did you? What did you say? His front nine was ninety-nine.
1: He shot a ninety-nine on the front.
0: So he did, he averaged eleven.
1: He did. Hey, yeah. he That's shot a on the front nine. Yeah. Right. He shot a a sixty-six on the seventeenth and followed it up with wow. a twenty-two on the eighteenth for a grand total score of two hundred and fifty-seven.
0: Wow, can't which, feel bad about wow. losing on a... No. Closest to the pin, like that. That's. Uh, no. You said it was, he
1: putted up the the bridge. He putted up the bridge. <laughs> that's the
2: the only way he's getting it.
1: Apparently, they tried to get him to do that for a while, and he he ran out of balls. They brought him range balls, and he kept hitting balls into the water because he said, "I'm." That's not how you play this hole. Until his son started booing him, so he putted up the <laughs> putted up the walkway. Get this bomb out of So, yes, it's a pretty funny article to read. Uh, just look up. It's Angelo Spagnolo. Um, yeah, 66 strokes on the 17th hole. That's it, hilarious. Okay, and the award goes to finishes with 770 points, but our clipboard captains of the game receive, receiving the prestigious Joey Harrington Award. With 770 plus, I guess I give you a point, 771. How's that? Maybe you can drive my car? Applause, sounder. Applause, sounder. All right, Matt, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for being a member of our Patreon. Anything you want to say before we call it a night?
2: Uh, just thanks for having me on. It's a great set of questions. It's great to get a chance to put some faces with names, and uh, hopefully I'll be back down the road.
1: You are Absolutely come back yes this is a blast having you on and I can't guarantee that the next one will have Big Bird as the answer to the last question but uh, that's okay I, I, I,
2: I lost Jeopardy on a Shakespeare question and I don't think that's going to end <laughs> that's, anywhere, that's anywhere a tough near one. this I did, podcast
1: I did not want to um, rip that bandaid off I thought no. let's go with a happy Jeopardy memory
4: Yeah, we mentioned Billy Shakes not too long ago didn't yeah. we? Daniel Bard yeah. yeah
1: Oh, that's right oh man.
3: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Billy Shakes
1: All right, well, Matt, thank you again for joining us tonight. And on behalf of Josh, Dan, and Mason, and, well, of course, me, the oldest of the Eric's, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm.
4: That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the
0: ball! Yes! Yes! into deep left center from Mitchell and we'll see you
1: tomorrow night.
0: That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Bench Wormers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Bench TP. Really Walling? Really? I am the oldest man. I mean, it's fact- factually true. By church. like... Three to that five might days. be true. That might be true. But <laughs> screw you, Dan.
3: I'm going to call myself the youngest what? of the Masons on the podcast. You are.
0: Why I'm the youngest? Why me? Mason
3: the younger. Because you apparently
0: <laughs> officially nicknamed him. <laughs> screw you, Dan.
3: Well, someone had to. Oh, no, nobody
0: had to. Then E. Walling is fine. <laughs>